It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On MLB Fantasy Minute is presented by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the most fun I've had playing daily fantasy baseball and winning up to 25 times my money. Download the app today and use the code Locked On MLB for a first deposit match up to $100. Exploring my skills on Prize Picks this season adds an extra layer of excitement to daily fantasy sports. With just a few taps, you can transform $10 into $1,000 if you've got the skills. Prize Picks is incredibly user friendly. I can make my selections and submit my entry in less than 60 seconds. As the host of Locked On Fantasy Baseball, here are some rock solid picks. Opt for Shohei Otani to have less than 38.5 home runs this season. Opt for Bobby Miller to have higher than 150.5 strikeouts this season. And for Bryce Harper to have higher than 97.5 ribbies this season. Download the app today and use the code LOCKEDONMLB for first deposit match up to $100. Again, download the app today. Use the code LOCKEDONMLB for first deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. You are Locked On Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Reds fans? My name is Jeff Carr, and you are Locked On Reds. What's up and what's happening, Reds fans? Welcome into the Locked On Reds podcast here on a Monday, a Monday after a winning weekend for the Cincinnati Reds. In fact, it was a winning week as we head into the vaunted trade deadline this Wednesday. Thank you so much for joining us today on the show. We're going to jump in and talk about that Rocky series here in just a moment and maybe even look at some of the trade deadline rumors and news and all that good stuff that's flying around. But before we get to that, make sure you are subscribed to the podcast on all the major podcasting platforms such as iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, the Himalaya podcasting app, something you should check out if you have not already. Hit us up on Twitter at Locked On Reds and at Jeff Carr, and then give us a call on the Locked On Reds line at 513-549-0159. Get that number in your phone. I want to hear reactions. I want to hear all sorts of stuff. Hopefully, we've got good reactions coming with the trade deadline, but as the trade deadline comes and passes, I want to hear from you, the Reds fan listening to this podcast right now. Yeah, I said fan. There might be one. Maybe there's two. I don't know. I'd appreciate it if there were a couple of people listening here. But anyway, I'm going to keep on talking. The Lockdown Reds line at 513-549-0159. So let's look at the weekend. The Reds take two out of three from Colorado, and that is after a Friday night in which they lost by 10 runs, 12-2. to two. I was actually at that game, got a chance to check out the handlebar, and I'm telling you what, the best way to watch a game a bad game, that is, at Great American Ballpark, is in the handlebar because you've got all the food you can eat, all the drinks you can drink. Alcoholic-wise, you get like, you know, six tickets or whatever per person, but they keep you nice and distracted whenever the other team is just blowing up any pitcher that seems to step on the mound for the Reds. And by any pitcher, I meant our wonderful ace, Luis Castillo. He had a bad game. It happens. It's life. It's baseball. You're not going to be perfect every day out. I'm not super worried about that. 
And in fact, the Reds as a team bounced back and they won on Saturday and Sunday. A couple of interesting notes. Sunday's game was led by none other than the much maligned Tucker Barnhart. He's had a heck of a time just in two games. I get it. It's small sample size, something that I've said before on plenty of other players, but I'm excited for him. Dude is five for six since coming off the injured list in two games, and he has a double and a couple of RBIs. He's bumped his average up by 43 points. Also, nice to see Alex Wood make his 2019 debut. He did pitch around some trouble. There were a lot of guys on base, but he was able to keep the damage to a minimum. It wasn't a shutout. He did give up a two-run home run. And if the bats would have provided him with more of a lead, I wonder if he would have pitched a little bit deeper into the game. He only threw four and two-thirds innings, so he was not eligible for the win in any case. But at the end of the day, it's a nice debut. It's his first start since September 10th of 2018. And in fact, that start when he was a Dodger, that only went three and two-thirds innings. So they were kind of transitioning him to the bullpen there at the end of the year and leading into the playoffs and all that stuff. But I'm looking forward to seeing what he's going to bring to the table because he has set himself up in a tough position personally. As a player, he now has a very short window of time to prove his quality both to the Reds and to potential suitors for next season. If he does enter the free agency pool, not sure what kind of deal he can get after not pitching that much of a season. So maybe he could convince the Reds, and maybe the Reds could convince him, to sign a decent two, three-year deal, something like that. Be interesting to see how that works out. But with the series win, that puts them at 4-2 and two on the week. A week after I had said that they were dead. Now, I'm not saying that they're going to have a terrible season from here on out. I still don't see them making a run at the playoffs. I think baseball reference right now has them at less than 10% chance to make the playoffs, but they need to still focus from a front office's perspective on next year. Now, if they make some kind of weird, crazy major league like run, you know, major league, the movie like run where they just start winning every game and they make the playoffs, then I'm going to be so happy. I'll eat all the crow for saying that they're not going to make the playoffs and I'll be the happiest dude that there is for being wrong about that. But as the front office moves to this Wednesday trade deadline, they've got to focus on the future. And we're going to talk about that a little bit more after the break here. But before we jump into the break, I just want to mention that support of today's Locked On Reds podcast comes from Manscaped, who is number one in men's below-the-belt grooming. You may have seen them on Shark Tank. Manscaping offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code LOCKEDON at manscaped.com. That's 20% at manscaped.com with promo code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. Bombas are the most comfortable socks in the history of feet. Plus, for every Bombas purchase, they donate a pair to someone in need. Find out more about what feet daydream about at Bombas.com. Use Locked On today and get 20% off at Bombas.com. That's promo code Locked On. Now, we're back into here this Monday episode of the Locked On Reds podcast, a Monday after a week in which the Reds 
saw a winning record of 4-2. and two. They've even put some distance between them and the now last place Pittsburgh Pirates, a Pittsburgh Pirates team that comes to town today for a three-game series. Be nice to see them put a little bit more distance between them and the wonderful Pittsburgh Pirates. And I don't know, I mean, just a brief mention, I'm not going to go crazy on this because we all know what we think of the Pirates here on the Lockdown Reds podcast, but if you didn't catch it, it happened middle of last week. There was a game in which the Cardinals were absolutely kicking the crap out of the Pittsburgh Pirates, and one of the Cardinals players, Yairo Munoz, the catcher, stole second base, and they were up 11-4, to but it was the sixth inning, still plenty of game left. He stole a second base, and the announcer started, the Pittsburgh Pirate announcer started to be like, well, I don't know. I mean, you know, they're beating them pretty bad. I mean, the unwritten rules of baseball and all this other stuff. And, I mean, should he really be stealing like that? I mean, come on, man. Like, they're leading by a lot. And then next thing you know, the Pirates weren't even watching third base, weren't even covering third base on the pitch. So, Yairo Munoz pretty much walked to third. I mean, stole third very easily. And the announcers are just like, oh, come on, man. That's just, oh, that's so classless to be stealing bases when your team is up by so much. It's like, dude, I don't know if you watch this or not, but the Cardinals put 10 runs in one inning. I know that's going to hurt remembering this, but a couple of weekends ago, they put 10 runs in one inning on the Reds. Crazier things have happened, so you need to make sure that leads up there. The Pirates announcers just bellyache about the fact that the Pirates suck, and they don't know what else to do about it, so they're just going to complain that the other team is too good? Yeah, whatever. I'm so glad the Pirates are coming to town. I hope the Reds sweep them here in this next three-game series. But that in itself is not the most important thing these next three days. These next three days are super important for next year. The Reds have to have a focus on 2020 because this year they were hoping to catch lightning in a bottle that didn't quite happen they kept having these weird things where whatever could go wrong did go wrong they didn't have a ton of injuries to deal with but for whatever reason everyone at the same time in the lineup was having trouble that being said they don't need to you know just get all bent out of shape of how this year went and how they wished it would have went they need to focus now on 2020 because the window starts to open next year. We're getting to the point where you've got young guys that are coming up like Nick Senzel that are ready to go. Josh Van Meter has been a revelation in the limited amount of playing time he's had this year. He's definitely vying for more playing time. Phil Irvin has made a change to his swing. He's shortened it from what folks are reporting that has really gotten him to where he is this season and that everyone is clamoring for everyday playing time for him. Plus, the Reds have this middle-of-the-order guy named Yasiel Puig, who if they can, they need to keep him, man. They really do. I mean, unless they just get a nice little trade offer and then maybe they go into the offseason and sign him through free agency, then that would be nice too. But I wrote about this, uh, you'll see the post today on redlegnation.com. It's for questions of the week. Steve Mancuso usually sends out an email to all the Red Leg Nation writers or to groups of them or however it works out. I'm not sure how that all goes down. But I got the question today, what's the one player the Reds should absolutely extend? And the answer is Yasiel Puig. And that's like saying water is wet because the lineup is just better with him in it, in the middle of the order. Now, some of you are going to be looking at his season numbers and 
maybe belittling this idea, poo-pooing the idea, but the problem is with that theory is in March and April, for his career, he slugs less than 400. I believe it's like 390-something. So that's awful. In every other month of the baseball season, he slugs 500 for his career. That's not a small sample size. That's since he came up with the Dodgers to now. In a month that's not named March or April that they play baseball in, he slugs an even 500. That's the guy you want in the middle of your order. And in fact, even looking at this season just right now, in March and April wasn't so great. Starting in May to this point right now, he's batting 286. He's got a slugging percentage of over 530 and an on-base percentage of like 347, something like that. Pretty solid numbers. I want to keep him around as much as possibly can be had. Now, you've got other trade rumors going on, and there was some news that happened on uh, Sunday evening with Marcus Stroman being traded from the Toronto Blue Jays to the New York Mets, and that's really the first big chip to fall. People were pointing out that the Marlins and the Twins made a deal. They sent Sergio Romo to Minnesota. That really doesn't move the needle for me. Sergio Romo is okay. But I'm not like officially declaring the Twins as the biggest challenger for the AL crown next to the Yankees or something like that. I mean, Sergio Romo don't move the needle the needle like that. Marcus Stroman is a big deal, and it's really strange to me because just from an outsider's perspective, real quick, I'm not going to get into too much detail on this, but what on earth are the Mets doing? They're pretty much in the same position as the Reds. But they're buying like they're going to make a playoff run. And who knows? Maybe they look at the crowded middle of the National League and think that they can come out on top after a couple of moves like the one they did for Marcus Stroman. But I just don't know. It just seems funny to me. With that being said, there's three days left. And it was interesting because I was talking to one of our writers at LockdownReds.com and a friend of mine, Dave Pemberton. He Mentioned that he got to go down to the ballpark for a season ticket holder thing this weekend. And he got to take a picture with Derek Dietrich, which was awesome. And he mentioned he even got to speak with Dick Williams for like 30 seconds. Said Dick Williams was an awesome dude. And mentioned that he appreciated all of the different moves that Dick Williams had done. And I totally agree with him. I love what Dick Williams has done with this team. And Dick Williams responded to him, well, if you liked what I've done so far, you're really going to like what's coming up next. So, I mean, don't want to go too crazy with that, but just thinking about that statement, what's going to come next? Hopefully, it's something that's happening in these next three days, and we can just get crazy excited about here on the podcast. Who knows? Maybe there'll be an emergency edition of the podcast just to scream in this microphone of happiness. Hopefully, it won't be from sadness because this is the lockdown reds podcast and not the lockdown Bengals podcast but uh, um, shout out jake and joe you guys do a great job there i just man, aj green yeah anyway let's get me all down here at the end of the podcast real quick let's talk about something fun the reds are going to play the pirates they're going to win they're going to make them look bad that's going to be awesome that's the way i'm ending today's podcast thank you so much for listening to the monday edition of the Locked On Reds podcast. Make sure you are subscribed on all the major podcasting platforms and hit us up on Twitter at Locked On Reds and at Jeff Carr and save that number to your phone, the Locked On Reds line of 513 549 
0159. Tomorrow's show, we're going to recap the season, the series opener between the Reds and the Pirates. Hopefully, it'll be a win. And we'll take a look at the rest of the series as a whole and hopefully look at some more rumors and some more news and maybe even get to some of your calls. Who knows? It could be a very jam-packed episode tomorrow. Thank you so much for listening to the Lockdown Reds podcast. My name is Jeff Carr, and I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Lockdown podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 